Good morning, everyone. Last night, someone in Illinois won the $1.3 billion uh, lottery. And talks about the golden calf. And the Torah refers to it as the place of Dizahav, an abundance of gold. Hence, it's called the golden calf. And our rabbis explain that it was a result of so much gold that the Jewish people acquired when leaving Egypt that they created a golden calf. As Moses says to the Jewish people in the book of Deuteronomy that we begin reading this week, the Jewish people became fat and they kicked. Wealth, wealth is a tremendous blessing because there's infinite good you can do with wealth. However, at the same time, it poses its dangers and challenges. As we know, many times people who win lottery tickets, within a few years, their lives are derailed because they don't know how to handle the blessing of success and wealth. We are now in the three weeks, and in particular in the nine days, between the 17th of Tammuz and the 9th of Av, the days that are known as Bein HaMitzarim, the days between the straits, the narrow confinement. However, there's a verse in Psalms there, King David says, Min HaMitzar, from the confinement and from the narrow straits, I called upon God, Anani Bamerchavka, he answered me with breath and wideness and expansiveness. What King David is telling us is that the days of finding ourselves Bein HaMitzarim are days of sadness, but at the same time, they are days of opportunity because when we call out to God within our distress and God answers us, we forge a deeper relationship with God with tremendous appreciation and gratitude for our life and for our blessings that we could not have achieved without having gone through that distress. Everyone's familiar with the word saras. Saras means woes, misfortunes, troubles, heartache. But the word sara literally means narrowness. It's a narrow, confined, restricted place that we find ourselves in when we go through a challenge. However, the same word sara, if you rearrange the three letters, the Baal Shem Tov says it spells the word sohar, which means a window, which means it is a window for opportunity to find and discover a connection with ourselves on a deeper level and ultimately a connection with God that we could not have achieved without going through the narrow straits. And so as we go through these nine days, which are days we're not allowed to eat meat, we're not allowed to drink wine, we're not allowed to go swimming, we're not allowed to hear music, we're not allowed to take haircuts, they're days of sadness. And on Sunday we will fast the fast of 25 hours of Tisha B'Av. Obviously we want to get through these sad days because we want to have a happy summer. We don't want to be in this narrow confinement. But I urge you, to utilize these days, to think about the tragedies and the misfortunes that have befallen the Jewish people, not just with the destruction of the two temples, but all the years of suffering, and come to a deeper appreciation for God, for the blessings that we have today. Having just come back from Israel, I saw firsthand the blessings of our generation. And therefore, every constraint is meant to lead to expansive blessing of connection and appreciation for God. Last week, in Canada, a Chabad Labavitch family was going hiking and they went on one of the trails near Niagara Falls, overlooking Niagara Falls. And the mother was walking with her children and her husband when suddenly she slipped and she started going over the cliff. And she describes in vivid detail how she saw this thick root of a branch sticking out and she grabbed a hold of it and she tried to stop herself from falling. But unfortunately, she went over the edge and she describes going over the edge of this waterfall 
on this trail and thinking to herself, this can't be my time to die. I'm too young. I have five children. And suddenly she goes over the cliff and she feels like she's floating down the water and she falls 60 to 70 feet. And suddenly she lands with a big thump on some rocks, hits herself, bangs her head. And then she can't believe it. She's actually alive. She feels herself. She touches her head. She feels a little bit of blood. She's shocked to see that she survived it. She begins to cry with joy. Three hikers up above saw this. They couldn't go down the cliff, but they found a trail to go around and get to her and calm her and reassure her that she'll be okay. It took 45 minutes for the fire and police rescuers to get to this part of the trail and they couldn't get down. So they had to take ropes to get down to the bottom of this cliff that she had fallen upon. Ultimately, they couldn't get her out. So they had a boat come and they rescued her and brought her to shore. As they were rushing her to the hospital to be checked out, she said, you know, I'm pregnant. I hope my baby's okay as well. When she came into the room, the first thing she said to the doctors and the nurses was, please check my womb to see if my baby's alive. And she describes with great emotion how they put the Doppler on her womb and suddenly she heard the heartbeat of her baby. And she's filled with joy and gratitude to God. And she said when she came to the hospital, she was kept overnight for observations. And there were people with her in the ward that had gone through other injuries and many of them were crying and screaming in pain. And she said to herself, why did God put me in this situation? Why did I have to go over the cliff? And then God saved me. If he was gonna save me, why did he send me over the cliff? And he, she said, maybe God put me here so I could pray for these other people with me in the hospital. And she took out her book of Psalms and started to pray for all the people around her. Listening to this woman's description, her joy, her appreciation, her gratitude to God, her excitement to be alive is so palpable, so full of vivaciousness and enthusiasm and passion and excitement. And the joy she will live with every day of her life, remembering this story, the joy she will have every time she looks at her child who is now in her womb after he, the baby will be born, the story she will tell this child will be a joy that most of us will not know. Thank God, because we didn't go through that harrowing experience. But when God puts you through a challenge, through a hardship, through a struggle, don't just think, why is this obstacle in my way in life? Because it's not in your way, it is the way that God puts you on because this is part of your way, part of your journey. And when you go through the narrowness and the confinement and you discover the width and the breathness of God's blessings, the window that so are, that you transform the tsara, the tsara is the misfortune from into a window of bright light and joy, we have a heightened joy and a greater sense of blessing and appreciation and we grow tremendously from those experiences. So as we go through the nine days, let us utilize these days to transform the darkness in the world and around us and within ourselves into a, the brightest light ever. Have a wonderful day.